It's on the count of three. Let's all say praise God. One, two, three. Praise God. Okay, you ready to get this thing started? Got a couple of new songs. Not really, not really new, but a couple of songs that we don't do very often. And uh, we're going to throw them at you this morning. We're just going to have a little fun. So if you'll go ahead and stand to your feet. Stand to your feet if you're able. And go ahead and look in your praise book number 58. Your praise book number 58. And once we get the pastor up here, we'll get started. Uh, keep on the sunny side. Your praise book number 58. We're going to sing it for you. You're going to have fun. It's going to go like this. sunny side of life, don't we? Isn't that, right. isn't that true? You know, let's pray. So Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for that beautiful song and for all the other songs that we sing. We sing them to you, Lord. We don't sing them for our glory or for our benefit. We sing them because we're happy to be in you, Father. And Lord God, we just pray that you will be glorified today in our music, in our fellowship, and in the teaching of your word. And Father, Thank you for saving our souls. 
Thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for everything, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. We're going to do the announcements now. All right. Well, let me give you some, well, I think it's good news anyway. You may not care, but I got a date for my surgery. Yeah. May 31st, 2023. No. 2022. That's my son's birthday, which is really kind of crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, I'm hoping maybe to get in before then, so if somebody has a cancellation, they'll get me in before then, so uh, hopefully that'll be, uh, they're going to do a fusion on my back, which is kind of a serious operation, so uh, I'll be a million dollar man by the time I'm done. <laughs> well, maybe a thousand dollar man, I don't know. Hey, Wednesday night, we are studying in the book of Revelation, we are in chapter 12 and 13, but... We are going back into Daniel, and we're studying chapter 2, chapter 7, uh, 8, 9 in Daniel, which Daniel is the Old Testament's answer to Revelation in the New Testament, okay? And I can only tell you that, um, you know, these are like Daniel and Ezekiel and those type of books. Most of us Christians don't really understand them very well or we don't read them a lot and so this is your chance to come have dinner with us at six and uh, bible study at six forty-five, and we'll be studying daniel and revelation uh woman's bible study is called the secret of contentment i think we all need to know that don't we yeah april 2nd and uh 16th and that's going to be at 10 o'clock and then you can Call Linda Tennyson if you have any uh, questions about that. That's in the fellowship room. Yes, ma'am. There's a conference on April 2nd. There's a what? A conference. Oh. We have a fellowship on April 2nd. Okay. After that. Okay. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, men's Bible study, if you want to come and get in touch with the Gospel of Luke, Pastor P.K. is teaching that at 9 a.m., and the next one will be on March 26, which is Saturday, and coffee and donuts are provided, and you get to meet in the nursery. I won't say anything about why the men are meeting in the nursery, but that's where you're going to meet, okay? <laughs> the women, they get their coffee and donuts and all this stuff. They meet in the fellowship room. The men meet in the nursery. Yeah. What's that? It's cozy in the nursery. Okay. Awesome. And, and there's a good spirit in the nursery too, huh? So, yeah. If you have any prayer requests, you can contact... Uh... Yes. Sue, did you have something you would like to share with us? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, you, go ahead and share. Yes, by all means. Awesome. Okay, that sounds good. Thank you. Uh, if you have any prayer requests, Flo Downing's number is in the um, um, in the bulletin here. Thank you. And our our scripture for today is Psalm eighty nine verses one and two. And this is beautiful. Just listen. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness. To all generations, I will declare that your love stands firm forever. And boy, isn't that a fact. Yes. God's love stands firm forever to us. Um, Tops, which is take off pounds sensibly, meets in, on Thursday mornings at 8.30. You can call Mary. Her number's in the book. And the 
quilters and the crafters are meeting Thursday at 10, and you can call Linda Tennyson if you want about that. The Do you now? <laughs> you know, what would it be like if we had a 2,000-member church, you know? <laughs> wow. We'd probably never get finished with announcements, would we? Go ahead, yes. Okay. If you have uh, time to write up a little note, maybe put that on the bulletin board so we can remember it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, Woman's Fellowship Gathering is on April 2nd, 2022, and it's at 11 a.m., and it says to bring your favorite salad, etc. If you want to take notes, there's a place on the back uh, of your bulletin. Any? Yes. Amen. And one other thing, too, is um, we do have a birthday in the house. Um, Robert's wife is her birthday today right there. Stand up, please, so we can sing happy birthday to you. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. I, uh, I have a feeling that Teresa's going to get back to me on that one. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, one more announcement that we talked about the other day uh, is we could use some volunteers. So if you... Uh, if you uh, attend here regularly and you feel like God is calling you to try to do something um, in our church, uh, we have a, a availability for some volunteers. Uh, we have Jeremy in the sound booth and he has a volunteer that helps him and we could use one more volunteer in the sound booth doing the media. We also uh, could use a volunteer to do decorations and keep the church uh, just all spiffed up with flowers. We've got uh, flowers ordered and things like that coming for uh, Palm Sunday as well as uh, Easter Sunday. And then uh, Lenora would help another volunteer if we could get someone that would be interested in maintaining the hallway and all the bulletin boards out there. These are not hard jobs or not super time consuming. But it is nice to have, you know, everyone who can help or wants to help a place where they can, you know, fit in. So that opportunity is available for you. And if you want to get with Lenora or, or Lucky or myself or Pastor Steve or PK, um, 
you can just let us know that you'd be interested in helping with uh, those three areas that we have available right now. Also, so uh, we're going to keep on praising God this morning. Yes, we are. I want to make one more announcement, Johnny, real quick. If anybody here has a laser pointer, just a little one, uh, I would love to borrow it for our service today. So, um, yeah, just let me know. Let's stand together if you're able. Look in your praise book number one. Praise book number one. Won't be very much page turn. Just the first page you'll find I'll be listening. And let's sing that together. I don't know who holds tomorrow. I don't know who holds tomorrow, but I know who holds my hand. Sunshine for me. 
so good. Look in your hymnal. Yeah, you might not even need these words. 193, 193. God is so good. We're going to sing this praise chorus this morning. God is so good. sacrificing yourself, your own word, in Jesus Christ, our Savior. And Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your precious life, your horrific death, your resurrection from the dead, which gives us hope, your ascension into heaven, which gives us a picture, and your intercession for us, Lord, which gives us access to the throne of grace. Father, may you be blessed by everything you see and everything you hear. We ask that you will bless us too. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so good. 
guys ready? Huh? Let's pray. So, Father in heaven, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And, Father, we, we pray that you'll give us wisdom and discretion, understanding and knowledge, as well as insight into your word today as we study it together. Lord God, you have said in your book of Romans that faith comes by the hearing of your word. And we ask that you'll give us, each one of us, more faith when we leave this place than when we came. Father, you've also said that there's other blessings in studying your word, and we claim them all, Lord. We want them all, Father. We covet your blessings. Lord, thank you for everything that you are doing and everything that you will do and everything that you have done. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Um, do you want to bring that screen down, Jeremy? What would you say if, if I said, I want each one of you to take a pair of scissors and I want you to cut 25% of your Bible out of your Bible? No? No, you're not going to do that, huh? Okay. Well, you know, the Bible says that we're not supposed to add anything to it and we're not supposed to subtract anything from it. And... 25% of the entire Bible is prophecy, all right? And I really felt led to bring you this message this morning. God changed the message on me three times in the last three days. So I guess I'm studied ahead for at least a week or two. But uh, I want to bring you this message. I'm, I'm going to quote Romans 13, 11. You don't have to turn there. It says this. It says, the hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. I'm sure that probably all of you are aware of what's happening in Eastern Europe and Russia and the Ukraine. We know that several weeks ago, Russia, the Russian army under the control of Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, invaded uh, the Ukraine. And it really shouldn't have come as any surprise to any of us because he amassed his troops on the eastern border of Ukraine weeks before all of this happened, didn't he? And the world was very slow to respond to that. We should have known that when he was amassing his troops on that eastern side, and I mean, we're talking a lot of troops and a lot of equipment, the NATO forces, United States, etc., should have been bringing in uh, weapons and weaponry for the Ukrainians to defend themselves. And that's happening now. But what I want to talk to you about is this, is that this action that we're seeing on the news today is a precursor of exactly what we're studying in the Bible. Turn with me, if you will, to Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel. That's in your Old Testament. Go past uh, Isaiah and go past Jeremiah to those really, really crisp, pages in your book, and uh, you'll find Ezekiel chapter 37. Now, I did give a message on Ezekiel 37 and part of 38 a few weeks ago, but I think it's very pertinent to d delve into it right now. If you'll remember from our past study, Ezekiel chapter 37 uh, starting at verse 1. Are you all there? Okay. The hand of the Lord was upon me. Now, Ezekiel is speaking here. And he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of dead bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, 
bones that were very dry. They'd been there for a long time. He asked me, God asks Ezekiel this question, Son of man, can these bones live? Well, I mean, what do you say to God, right? You're in the middle of a valley. There's, there's dry bones everywhere. They've been dry for a long, long time. And God asks you, can these bones live? Well, here's what Ezekiel said. He'd said he said the same thing I would probably say. I said, oh, sovereign Lord, you alone know. I don't know. You know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them. Kind of unusual, I mean, Think about, put yourself in Ezekiel's place for just a minute. He takes the, him in this vision to this valley of dry bones. He asks if the bones could live. Ezekiel says, well, you know, the, you, know, you know the answer to that, Lord. And then God says, I want you to say something to the bones. I want you to prophesy to the bones. Okay, Lord, I can do that. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And this, this next verse is, 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 is very, I love it. It says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. I did it. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise. There was a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slains that, into these slain that they may live. Exactly what he did to Adam. He created Adam, didn't he? He created Adam out of the dust of the earth. And what did he say? He said, Breath come into Adam. And Adam was a living soul at that point in time. Well, what this is, is this is a prophecy about the nation of Israel. And, you know, uh, after 70 AD, okay? So this is about 40 years, roughly, after the Lord was killed and resurrected from the dead, the Romans came into Jerusalem and to Israel <coughs> And they scattered the Jews all over the world. They killed hundreds of thousands of them. And even today, there are still Jews around the world. There's about 6,000, roughly, Jews that live in the nation of Israel and about that many that are still scattered around the world. And so what happened is God prophesied, I am going to scatter you if you don't obey me. And what happened is... God sent Jesus Christ, his son, to the nation of Israel, to the high priests. And what did they do? They uh, had a conspiracy with the Romans and they killed Jesus Christ. They killed the son of God. Now Jesus gave his life willingly, it says, but still they conspired to kill him, didn't they? Well, so what Ezekiel is saying here is, listen, after a certain long period of time, I'm going to bring Israel back to life. And if you were alive in 1948, May 15th to be exact, you saw the United Nations vote unanimously to give Israel nation status in the world. They allowed Israel to become a nation again for the first time since 70 AD. So that's almost 2,000 years, isn't it? It's never been done before. Never have a nation of peoples been scattered all over the world 
and come back, reformed their language. The language of the Hebrew language was lost. God allowed them to reform their language. They planted Israel, learned how to distribute water, and today Israel is just a booming country. They have oil reserves, natural gas reserves. They're one of the world's uh, foremost ex exporters of fruit and flowers. Militarily, they, the, the United States have, has equipped them with the latest, greatest weapons. And medically and technolog technologically, man, it's hard to beat uh, the Israel Israeli technology system. Their medical system is top-notch. And here's what's interesting, is Israel as a country is about as big as Washington, D.C., which is very small. At its narrowest point, Israel is nine miles wide. That's not very big. At its length, okay, it's almost 200 miles long. So that's not, I think Israel could probably fit in Jackson and Josephine County. It's pretty easy, okay? Well, so now what's happening is this. In Ezekiel chapter 38, we see that the word of the Lord comes to Ezekiel again. If you want to turn there, that'd be great. It says in chapter 1 of Ezekiel chapter 38, it says, The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, prophesy against him and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Whenever you see the, the, the wording sovereign Lord, that means supreme. That means that God is the supreme force of the universe. There are no other gods besides our God. There are wannabe gods, okay, and there are God, false gods that people worship, but there's only one supreme commander, and that would be Jehovah. Now, he says this in verse 4. He says, this is what, in the end of verse 3, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. I will turn you around put hooks in your jaws and bring you out with your whole army, your horses, your horsemen, large and small, small shields, all of them brandishing their swords. So let's look at that for just a minute, okay? First of all, we know this, is that Gog is an entity. Gog is either a spirit or a human or a spirit that's controlling a human. Are you with me on all that? Okay, why do we know that? Because the Bible says, right, against, prophesy against him, okay? You don't say to a nation, I'm prophesying against him. You would prophesy against a nation. So this is someone, all right, who is the leader of a land, a land called Magog, first of all. So who is Magog, okay? Magog was one of Noah's grandsons. Did you know that? One of Noah's grandsons, you can look at Genesis chapter 10, and his de uh, Noah's grandson, uh, Magog, they, when the ark landed on Mount Ararat, do you know where Mount Ararat is? Turkey, did somebody say Turkey? Turkey would be right. Yeah, absolutely. It's in Turkey. And the ark landed there, and after the floodwaters receded, what happened? They got out of the ark, and they started spreading out wherever uh, they wanted to. And that's how we got, of course, the population that we have now. People kept on migrating. Well, the descendants of Magog migrated to what we call Russia, Turkey, and uh, the Stan nations like Turkmenistan and all those Stan nations that you can't pronounce the name of, okay? They would be, uh, that would be south, that would be southern Russia, really. Now, 
So Magog and his descendants distributed their camps, distributed their families to Turkey and above Turkey to Russia and southern Russia. Is that map up there yet? Is it? Okay, so find Russia on the map, okay? Then can you see where Turkey is? Okay, see where Turkey is. Do you see where all the, uh, there's Kazakhstan and all those nations, the Stan nations are there. So that's where Magog um, uh, uh, moved to. Now, if you see Egypt on the map, do you see that? Go directly above Egypt and there's a little sliver that you probably can't even see that's the nation of Israel. I mean a little sliver, all right? Then above Israel, all right, do you see Syria? Okay, yes or no? You don't see Syria? Go, okay, so let's see, is Syria not on that map? Okay, so Syria, who's got the pointer? Somebody have a pointer. Oh, he's got the cursor? I want the pointer. Um, so that's where, and you'll notice that they're north of Israel. If you took a straight line, a straight edge, and you went directly north from Israel, you would go right through the Ukraine and end up at Moscow, directly north of Israel. So let's keep reading then. So the word of the Lord came to me, son of man, set your face against Gog, who is this chief priest of the land of Magog, which is... Oh, can you read in your Bibles, though? You okay? You guys okay? Could you get some popcorn going? And, uh... <laughs> okay. Really? All right. And, and I want you to really enjoy this because what I'm going to show you today is I'm going to show you how Russia is progressing down through the Ukraine and eventually they're going to have an alliance with Turkey and they're going to go, and they've already got an alliance with Iran, right? And they're going to go down south through Turkey and they're going to go into Israel and there's going to be a, a heck of a war. Let me read to you. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, set your face against Gog, this chief prince of the land of Magog, Meshech, which is Turkey, and Tubal. Do you see Turkey on the map? Okay. Prophesy against him and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, I am against you, O Gog, chief prince of Meshech and Tubal. So why would God be against Magog? Well, I'll tell you why. Is because Russia, Turkey, etc. have persecuted the Jews for a millennia. And in addition to that, they are anti-Christian and anti-God nations. So God is going to use these nations and the leader of these nations to accomplish his will. Okay, so what's going to happen? Listen to this in verse 4. This is God speaking here. I will turn you around, put hooks in your jaws, and bring you out with your whole army. The hooks, it makes me think of fishing, right? But it really isn't fishing. It portrays a special bridle that was used for a rebellious horse. So he's going to put this special bridle on this land of Magog and on this chief prince, this president, if you will, or presidents, and he's going to bring them somewhere. It says here, he, I will turn you around, put hooks in your jaws, and bring you out with your whole army, your horses, your horsemen, fully armed, and a great horde with them, large and small shields, all of them brandishing their swords. Well, remember something about this passage, okay? If you lived in the first century or if you lived older than that, the time that Ezekiel lived, how would you describe a tank? How would you describe a motorcycle? A jeep? 
How would you describe any mechanized uh, unit of war? I mean, you would say, well, you're going to bring your horses and you're going to bring your, your weapons and your swords and your shields and everything else down. Now, this could be literal horses. It could be. But I'm thinking it probably will be some type of mechanized army. So listen to what he says. Not only is Russia and Turkey going to be involved in this, but look what chapter 5 says. Persia. In 1936, Persia became Iran. So Iran's going to be involved in this thing. Kush. Kush. Who is Kush? Well, Kush is the Sudan. Can you look over to Africa? Is Sudan on your, on your screen there? Okay. All right. So, and by the way, the, the, the nations I'm going to tell you about are very, very uh, percentage-wise Muslim nations. Okay. Now, I'm going to, so Iran, you're going to be in there. Kush, which is, um, uh, the Sudan is going to be there. Who else? Put. Put is uh, Libya. Do you remember Gaddafi? He was the leader of uh, Libya and he was ousted. Persia, Persia, Kush and Put will be with them, all with shields and helmets. Also Gomer with all its troops and Beth Togarma from the far north with all its troops and many nations with you. So who the heck is Gomer and Togarma and Beth Togarma? Well, there's some um, controversy. Many people think that Gomer is, is uh, Germany, but it's actually Eastern Europe and Gomer also goes from Eastern, from really from Germany to Eastern Europe to Turkey to the Northwest. I would say that um, uh, the Ukraine would fall real close into this, into this grouping, all right? So who have we got so far? Here's what we got. We've got um, Russia. We've got the Ukraine, because the Ukraine is going to fall to the Russians. There's probably no doubt about that. I hate to say that, but it's probably true. We've got Iran, we've got Sudan and Libya and Africa, we've got Turkey all the way to Eastern Europe and to Germany, we've got Beth Togarma, which is Turkey and Armenia, and we've got many nations, which could be Afghanistan, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Bulgaria, Kosovo, and who do we see in the news today? Belarus. Belarus is, is, is directly north of the Ukraine. You know, what's happening in the Ukraine is absolutely terrible. It's a massacre. It's absolutely a massacre of people, innocent people, not military, but innocent civilians. Now, with that said, what's going to happen? Here's what's going to happen. Get ready. Be prepared, you and all the hordes around you, and take command of them. So you've seen the nations on the screen, haven't you? Okay. It says, after many days, you will be called to arms. In future years, you will invade a land that has recovered from war, whose people were gathered from many nations to the mountains of Israel. Is there any doubt that that's Israel? No. He says, which had long been desolate. They had been brought, this would be the Israelites, they had been brought out from the nations and now all of them live in safety. You and all your troops and the many nations with you will go up, advancing like a storm. You will be like a cloud covering the land. Well, how do we know that this is future from our, from our day right now? We know that because is the land of Israel living in safety right now? Why are they building all these walls? Why are they having to use their Iron Dome uh, defensive system to get rid of all of these rockets and all of these missiles and everything that are coming into Israel virtually every day? They are not 
secure right now for sure. Now, let's go on because it's going gonna, it's gonna to only tell you more. In verse 10 of Ezekiel 38, it says, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Now, from here on in, we're talking about the future from right now. You got me? It says, on that day, thoughts will come into your mind. Who's he speaking to? He's speaking to this leader of these nations or leaders of these rebellious nations that are going to come against Israel. He says this, on that day thoughts will come into your mind and you will devise an evil scheme. This is exactly what Vladimir Putin has done with Ukraine right now. He says, you will say, I will invade a land of unwalled villages. I will attack a peaceful and unsuspecting people, all of them living without walls and without gates and without bars. I will plunder and loot and turn my hand against the resettled ruins and the people gathered from the nations. That would be Israel. Rich in livestock and goods, living at the center of the land. So what's happening is that these, this confederation of nations, which Russia and Turkey will lead, are going to come down into Israel and they're going to attack Israel and they're going to take a plunder. What plunder to, could they get? Well, I already told you. There's oil, there's natural gas. One of, the, one of the largest natural gas reserves has been found off the coast of Israel in the Mediterranean. They have technology, both militarily and medically, and etc. cetera. Um, I mean, they, the land of Israel is booming right now, although they do have enemies that surround them. If you look at the uh, nations around Israel, if you look at Lebanon to the north, Syria to the north and east, if you look at Iran to the east, if you look at Egypt to the south, and if you look at Africa to the west of uh, Israel, these are all nations that, have, um, that are anti-Semitic. They are against Israel. And what a circle that makes. I mean, this poor little nation of Israel is surrounded by all of these nations that hate it. Can you guys see this okay over there? Okay, good. Well, let's see what happens. What's, what is God going to do? Well, first of all, we're going to see what Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish and all her villages will say to you. This is what the outlying countries who are not involved in this war are going to say. They're going to say this to the nations that invade Israel. Boy, and if this doesn't ring true today, here's what they're going to say. Have you come to plunder? Well, what in the heck do you think we've come for? We've come to plunder. Absolutely. Have you gathered your hordes to loot, to take off silver and gold, to take away livestock and goods, and to seize much plunder? Absolutely. That's exactly what they're going to do. And it's, it's interesting because if you look uh, past, in past history, Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarsha, those people there are like Saudi Arabia and the nations around there. And what they're going to do is they're going to see Russia and Turkey invading Israel and they're going to stand back and go, have you come to plunder? See, that's kind of what some of the nations are doing around Ukraine right now. They're saying to Vladimir Putin, have you come to plunder? Well, just look at what's happening. Of course he's come to plunder. He doesn't care about the people in the Ukraine. All he wants is the land back. They were a part of the Soviet Union, part of the USSR, and they want them back. Why does he want them back? Why does Vlad You know, people have said, if you hear the news, oh, Vladimir Putin, he's... He's, you know, going a little nutty. He's off his rocker. No, 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 no. Vladimir Putin is very, very smart. 
He knows exactly what he's doing. God has put that hook in his mouth and he is coming to take the Ukraine. He'll make an alliance with Turkey. Turkey already, Turkey even though it's in NATO, in the, in the NATO uh, alignment, they'll align with Russia. They'll align with, with uh, Iran, especially when it comes to oil. It's interesting, the third horse of the four horsemen in Revelation chapter six, the first horse is the white horse, which is the Antichrist that comes on the scene. We're not too far off from that. The second horse is the red horse, which is the horse of war. Holy mackerel, we're, we've got wars all over the place. The third horse is the black horse, which uh, is the horse of famine and economic collapse. And the black horse is, is really where the Ukraine is at now, the red horse and the black horse, because their country is completely... Can you imagine, my friends? Can you imagine being a young mom with a couple of kids and you've got to leave your home because it's getting bombed and your husband stays behind to fight and you don't even know what country you're going to go to. You have no idea whether you're going to end up in Poland or Bulgaria or, or one of the countries around there. How do you even keep in touch? Are the phone lines going to be up? Are the, 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 the uh, towers going to stay? Wrong. Uh, Russia's bombing the you-know-what out of Ukraine, and it's terrible there. The, please pray for them. Well, what happens now? It says, therefore, in verse 14, Son of man, prophesy and say to Gog, this leader, this is what the sovereign Lord says in that day when my people Israel are living in safety. That's going to be when the Antichrist makes a covenant, a seven-year agreement with Israel. They will be in safety at that point in time, at least till halfway through the um, tribulation. It says this, Therefore, son of man, prophesy and say to God, this is what the sovereign Lord says. In that day when my people Israel are living in safety, will you not take notice of it? You will come from your, now listen, you will come from your place in the far north you and many nations with you. I wish you could see the nation of Israel on the map because, it, again, if you go directly north, you hit Ukraine, you hit Turkey, and you hit Moscow, Russia. Wow. The exact nations that are prophesied to come against Israel and some of the exact nations today that have a confederation between themselves. You understand what I'm saying? See, Russia has agreements with Iran. Iran, the nation of Iran, is going to get nuclear weapons if they don't already have them. They probably already have them or are very, very close. And you know something? You hate to say it, but they have a different culture than what we do. Life is not as precious to them as it is to us. They would not hesitate, and neither would Putin, to push that red button, that nuclear button, and have a nuke go somewhere on a nation that they didn't like. In this case, of course, it would be Israel. Well, let me finish up. How are we doing for time? Oh, we still got a couple hours. Wow. Awesome. Okay. So he says, he says you're going to come from your place in the far north, you and many nations with you, all of them riding on horses, a great horde, a mighty army. You will advance against my, is my people Israel like a cloud that covers the land. In days to come, O Gog, I will bring you against my land so that why? Why would God do this? Listen to me. 
I will bring you against my land so that the nations may know me when I show myself holy through you before their eyes. Wow. You see, God is going to execute judgment. Go down here to verse 22. He says, I will execute judgment upon him with plague and bloodshed. I will pour down torrents of rain, hailstones, hailstones, and burning sulfur on him and his troops and on the many nations with him. And so I will show my greatness and my holiness. I will make myself known in the sight of many nations. Then they will know that I am the Lord. Wow, my friends. You know, if I ask you right now, and I'm going to ask you right now, okay? Would you have liked to be alive when Jesus came the first time? Would you have liked to have hear, heard his message and seen him in the flesh and been there when he fed the 5,000 and, and been there when he raised the dead and healed? You know, we would all like to be there when that happened, wouldn't we? Listen to me. We're here living in the time of prophecy when Jesus Christ is going to come back again. He's going to come back again. That's what the Word of God says. And what does the Word of God say? Make and take every opportunity that you get to do good especially to your Christian brothers and sisters. That's what it says. I believe that's Ephesians 5. So my encouragement to, to you today is this. A couple of different things, okay? This seems bad, doesn't it? I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to be in the Ukraine right now. Certainly wouldn't want to be in Israel when all this goes down. But you know what? We're going to be gone. We're going to be gone when all hell breaks out in, on the earth. And why? Because the Lord is going to take his church, the bride of Christ, out. He's going to take his ambassadors out of the world before this war begins. And that's really, really comforting news, isn't it? So what do we do what do we do in the meantime? Well, in the meantime, we do this. I'm going to read from Matthew 24. Therefore, keep watch. So we're to keep watch. Because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Understand this. If the owner of the house had known what time of the night the thief was coming... He would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Therefore, keep watching because you do not know the day or the hour. You know, all God asks of us is this. He asks us to sacrifice our life for him. Why? Because he's bought us with a price. Bought us with a price. And you know what? Think about this for just a minute, my friends. God purchased your soul, your salvation, by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. How valuable is that blood? How valuable is our salvation? What kind of... Um, Credit should we give to our salvation? What kind of um, priority should we give to our salvation? It is the most important thing we have. And what God wants us to do is recognize that and give importance to your salvation. Pray with me, would you? Dear Father in heaven, please forgive me for my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Give me a hunger for your word. 
and help me to love you and live it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Johnny, do you have a song we can sing? Sure, let's all stand together. Of course, you'll catch on real quick. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us grace. The king is coming, my friends. He's coming, and he's coming for you and for me. That's something to be very happy about. So. Have a great Sunday. Hey, listen, unless you're an expert in the book of Revelation and Daniel, come and stay with us on Wednesday night. Have a uh, good dinner with us. It's always good. And come and hear the teaching on Daniel and Revelation. You're welcome.